Hello. Please take a seat by the fire. Scotland has many stories of aquatic creatures taking another form and venturing on land. Up and down the country you'll find stories of the selkies and mermaids. Parts of the Ayrshire coast are blessed to have the occasional seal visitor and this is the story of the seal bride. There are twists and turns of the legend of the Seal Bride, related in a dozen seashore villages up and down the Atlantic coast of Scotland. But this one was told of a rocky bay, not far from the small Carrick town of Ballantrae. The hero of the tale was young and ruddy, a fisherman who loved the sound and sight of the sea along the coast from Ardstinshire Castle to Lendlefoot. It's said that he wandered there often of an evening, and that one summer night he saw the head of a seal, gleaming wet and brown in the waters. As the tide rose and spun over the rocks he saw, with a strange fearful shiver of excitement, that it was not an ordinary seal, but one of the seal women he had heard tell of, and never believed in, since he was a bairn. She lay on one of the high humped rocks, singing now, and eagerly he waded out to look on her. She lay dreaming, exulting in the cold, clean spray, her seal coat at her side to slip on at will, and her beautiful human form, golden-skinned and rose-tipped. Her eyes were soft and shining in the glow of sunset, rippling across the waters of the bay. And, simple as simple, he fell in love with her. Raised on the showman's lore of sea witches, he remembered now that to win her and keep her, he must withhold the seal skin from her and never let her have it back. And so he trod the last of the waves that separated them, making less noise than the singing sea, and gathered up the soft brown coat before she knew he was there. Then gently, he touched her, wakened her from her dreams and earnestly, and with the sun now on his tanned handsomeness, he begged her to be his wife. She was lost now anyway, to the deep underworld of the sea without her coat, but the love in the young man's face might have won her anyway, and she agreed to marry him. She loved her kindly, tender husband and was true and faithful to him for a long time. But there came days when she was often sad and lonely for her other family among the sea folk. As she walked along the shore or sat by the fireside of their fisher cot, she would hear their forlorn singing, mourning their loss of her. The sound would float across to her when a soft mournful wind blew in from the rocks and she would wonder how they fared and what they thought had become of her. And sometimes she was so tempted to wonder too where her man had hidden her sealskin. More and more often she was tempted so. And then one night she had a dream that he had folded it in a shawl 
and laid it above the loose planks of the cottage ceiling. The next day she busied herself about the house so that she would not think too much about the coat. But she dreamed the same dream a second and third night. The day after the third dream, with trembling hands, she moved the planks about until she did indeed come on the soft feel of her own fur-skin coat. She drew it down and slipped it over her shoulders and a terrible sweet longing came on her to be swimming in the sea. She ran down to the shoreline and into the water and swam deeper and deeper into the clean green waters with greater and greater joy in the swimming. And each time her brown head broke the surface her singing spread hauntingly over the water. For a month the heartbroken young husband searched the seashore every day and every night for his wife. Then one evening he found an empty seal coat lying on the seaweed above the tide line and he put it on. The sea now drew him too and he swam down and down until he found the mare country of the kindly brown seal people and living there among them, his dear wife. She had almost forgotten his love and tenderness and what a brawl lad he was. But now once again she fell in love with him and they came home to live together in their cottage. The seasons turned. Year died behind year and the house rang with the laughter of the bairns she had borne to him. The seal woman was too busy to long for her old life. But by and by as they grew older she began to smell the tangy sea world and to wonder about the seal folk. The old dream came back again too. She searched for her seal coat and found it, this time, in the thatch. Again she slid into the water and swam away to a joy and peace she had never truly known on land. Surely she missed her good man and her five bairns, but every Sunday evening for six weeks she swam up to the rocks by the shore and laid a seal skin there. Six skins there were, and when the fishermen had gathered them together, he gave one to four of his children and kept one for himself. The sixth skin was for his eldest son, who was from home looking for the farm work he wanted to do instead of the fishing. They waited for him till they could wait no longer. Then they left his skin on a rock, so that when he came, he would find it and follow them. Then they looked at their cot home for the last time and went off with their father to join their beloved mother and learn to live and splash and play in their green sea world. Day after day they came back to see if the sixth seal skin was gone, but still it lay on the rock waiting for their brother to claim it. But that eldest boy had by now found his heart's desire and was working on the land delving and planting and looking to the day when the soil under his hand would flush with green, then gold. He had no longing in him for the sea. He too watched the seal skin from the hills behind Ballantrae. He watched while the salt seas washed over it and the hot sun shone on it until at last it fell apart and floated away altogether. Then he felt that he was free to be his own man. He married one of the pretty milkmaids at the laird's house and in time told the story to his children of their seal grandparents and uncles and aunts. They all laughed and did not believe him, but he watched them carefully 
lest any wondered too near the rocks where their kin cousins still frolicked in the shallows there. <laughs>